Hello and welcome to episode 219 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Literally, oh, I just forgot what I just, I confirmed with Henny before we started recording and then had a little bit of a brain fart there. <laughs> I have to tell you, last week when I was recording without you, I was like, uh-oh, I ha- I'm the one who has to like open the, <laughs> open the the podcast up. And I was like, okay. And I even had to do like a little mental rehearsal in my head of like what I needed to say because <laughs> I'm just so accustomed to you doing it for me that uh, I, uh, <laughs> I needed to practice. Yeah. But it's uh, it's good to have you back. Welcome. Yes. Well, thank you. And thank you to Tim for filling in. Uh, I listened um, to the episode when it came out. So that was, it was, because I usually don't listen to our episodes at right. all. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I never do. Yeah. And, um, but I was like, oh, okay, I, I need to listen to it. So I was like in the car. <laughs> on vacation like on a and I was listening but then I had to open up my app because like my phone into notes because then I had to start frantically taking notes (laughs) I don't know about that I was gonna say how how did you think we did we did we did all right no it was excellent of course I was like it was amazing but I then and simultaneously I was messaging Tim of course you were, of course. Every time, and then I, I, as soon as I got to each part, you know, I was like, and then I said, oh, I'm going to drive you crazy because as I'm listening, I'm like trying to have a conversation really with him about <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it was really, it was nice to listen um, and just to hear because, uh, you know, the questions and he's very pointed about stuff, um, asking you things, so. Yeah. That was all good. Okay, Henny, so we have not chatted really for a couple of weeks and a lot of things have happened. You have moved house, finished yep. your school year. Yep. So, I mean, it's so nice to see this, the actual natural um, light <laughs> off, of your, off of your newly bleached hair and it's cut. Like- that's it. It's like a. It's like being a brand new person. Who knows? Hair is fresh. Face is fresh because I'm not in the middle of a school year anymore. Yeah. So I, you know, can actually get some sleep and and yeah. then and then to be in a new home. It's fresh, freshly painted and bigger. And I mean, I'm looking at your kitchen, which I know that you spent. Uh, before moving in or just yeah before getting your stuff from the movers that you you were like doing a total scrub down oh every every single surface in this place has been scrubbed yeah that's always there was one day so I mean I I like things to be clean I do I hate cleaning I absolutely detest it I loathe it in fact but I like it to be clean and I actually like I I think my need for things to be clean overrules my like hatred of cleaning you know and so so I have to do it and but like when things are sort of clean to begin with, it doesn't take that much work to just kind of like keep it clean, right? Right. The problem is that when you're moving into a place that other people have been living in, yeah, it needs like 
a real a real queen like there are some things in this home like the home is six years old i think there are some things that have probably never been yeah you know and i recognize that that i'm maybe a little over the top when it comes to like things that have to get cleaned and how they have to be cleaned but Mm -hmm. but like honestly there were some things and and the the family that was here before me, they had four small children. Yeah. And so there was like sticky stuff everywhere, you know, and like, and you can't help that when you have four small children, you have sticky yeah. stuff everywhere. But when I'm moving into, you know, a new place and setting it up for myself, like that all has to be gotten rid of. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and, and so the day that I got possession of the place, um, I came and then, four or five of my family members came and everyone had buckets and cloths and so we did a we did a pretty a pretty solid clean that day just because the next day the painters were coming and so I wanted to make sure that the baseboards had been wiped down like I wanted to make Mm -hmm. sure that that things that they were going to apply paint to were already clean you know and uh and so anyway so that was good the, the painters were here for four and a half days doing the whole thing. Um, you know, crown molding, baseboards, walls, any bit of ceiling that was flat, uh, stairs in the hallway down to the basement, like, like everything painted, painted, yeah. painted, and it looks great. And then, but then once that was done, then everything else had to be cleaned like mm. spick and span before the movers came with all the other stuff. So it, right. so everything has been on a timeline. Right. And so mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, so now I have three days to get the entire place cleaned. You know, the floors have to be scrubbed. The, you know, cupboards, the kitchen cupboards have to be cleaned out. Like everything has to be, you know, spick and span because when I packed up my, my old home, I cleaned everything as I was packing it. So everything that got wrapped up and put in a box was clean. And so I wanted to make sure that if I'm unpacking it and putting it away, I want to put it in something that's already clean. And the thing is, it's easier to clean something when it's empty to begin with, right? Like, like think about cleaning your fridge, you know, like, no, you're not going to clean your fridge if it's full of stuff. But no. once it's sort of, you know, empty because you've eaten everything out of it, that's the time to clean it, right? So it's the same mm-hmm. with this. So I had pretty much, like, gotten all of the cupboards, all of the counters, all of the drawers, whatever. I'd gotten all of that clean. What needed to happen was all of the floors needed to be mm. And so my uh, one of my aunts who who actually, I think, kind of enjoys cleaning a little bit. Uh, she volunteered to come and help. And so I, I recruited her one day last week and we spent five and a half hours on our hands and knees scrubbing the mm. floors. Honestly, I think we'd worked for about, we'd worked for about three hours and I felt like we hadn't really made a lot of progress. And I, and, and, sh- and she was like, okay, I, I need to like go outside and take a break for a minute. And I said to her, I said, okay, I said, I'm just going to sit here. But I said, I don't know if we're going to be able to finish this today. Like, yeah, like, cause, cause like at that point, I didn't think that we were going to be able to finish in the next two to three hours. And, and I didn't know as I had much more, 
yeah. life in me to give, you know, yeah. like, like at that point, like you start and you're like, okay, this is going to be great. I'm going to get it clean. This is yeah. great. And then you're about 30 minutes in and you're like, I hate this. This is why I never do this. <laughs> like, you know, like, and then you're like a half yeah. hour further in and then like the despair started to set in. Like, I'm never going to finish this. <laughs> why why did I do this to myself why is this place such a mess and and the and the truth is it wasn't even that it was such a mess um but the the real trouble actually what made the floors take so long was that at some point the previous owners had painted and uh but I feel like maybe they'd done it themselves or yeah. they or they paid someone like not yeah. a lot of money to do it because there was uh paint, paint. from yeah. them everywhere and like yeah. and you could tell because the the it was the color that had been on the wall and not the color that is now on the wall right yeah and so it was this dark gray paint and it was everywhere yeah all over the floor all over the like the baseboard like in in some cases the baseboards needed like extra touch-ups because the the that dark gray was like a blob of dark gray was bleeding yeah. through. You know, like and and then you know anywhere where there was a lot of wall space there was more paint on the ground right yeah so and we uh, anyway it just was it was hours and hours and hours and but we we did get it all done yeah so and then yeah then movers came moved everything in and then it was like okay and so now you know the the un the unboxing the unpacking you know and uh and then the you know re mopping of the floors although that time i could just mop the floors i didn't have yeah. to like you know hand and knee scrub it so that was mm. that was better <laughs> that was better and yeah. like and and i mean it was it went pretty quickly, like the unpacking for the most part. Um, I'd kind of been thinking about where I wanted things to go. And I'd been relatively thorough with uh, deciding how I packed things together and like what I packed with what and how I labeled the boxes. So right. like I, I, I'd done a really good job actually of making sure that even when the movers brought the boxes in, that they went to the right place. I think there was yeah. only one box that I had to physically move to a different place because I, I misunderstood what was inside of it. So, so that was good. And, and then I'd started, as I started unpacking, I was like breaking the boxes down. Cause of course now all the boxes have to be broken yeah. down put in the recycle and but then like it just sort of got out of hand and so then I was like unpacking faster than I was getting rid of the boxes and so I was just like throwing the boxes in the garage yeah. throwing them <laughs> in the garage you know but but then on top of all of this because of course it's not enough to just have this on your plate you also need to make sure if you're me that you have 500 other things that you're also committed to and so yeah. I had tickets to go to the Shania Twain concert and so I could only work until a particular time because right. then we had to leave to go to the concert. And, uh, and so one of the girls that I went with, she lives near me. So we like, we drove down together. And so when we were driving back, it was like, it was around midnight 
And I said to her, okay, I said, when you drop me off, I'm going into my garage and I'm breaking down the rest of the boxes that are in there. And she was like, it's so late and it's been such a long day. Like, why don't you just do it in the morning? And I said to her, because I know in the morning, I won't want to do it. And, and I don't want to do it now either, but I won't want to do it more tomorrow morning. So I said, I have to do it now. And so I said, I'm telling you that I'm doing it so that I will do it anyway. And, and I did, and there were like, I don't know, like nine big boxes that had to be broken down. And and anyway, got it all done. Got it all either bagged or, or in the crate and so I was feeling very good about that. And then, and so then, but now here's the problem, Sandy. So now I'm in the stage where it's like, everything is done except, you know, like everything is done except mm. this, or like, it's all done except that, you know, but, right. but the problem is that there are a lot of accepts. And so I keep saying to myself, like, well, the only thing that has to be done still is this, but like, yeah. it's not the only thing. It's actually like 10 only things, yeah. you know? And, yeah. so, and so the other day, like yesterday, or the day before, I just thought to myself, like, you have to stop saying the only thing that's left to be done because you keep like, I found that I kept like gearing myself up for like, oh my goodness, there really is only one more thing, but no, 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 no. There are still a lot of things, but yeah. it, it's, it's, I mean, I, I'm saying that, but it's pretty, it's pretty settled at this point. You know, yeah. it's just like all these little extra jobs that aren't necessarily a part of like the plan that I thought needed to happen to do exactly. that. Exactly. Right. That's so, the like, thing. Like I move into this place and there are no towel racks, none. Yeah. No bath towel racks, no hand towel racks, no nothing. And in fact, I told you this too, there were not even like spindles in the toilet paper holders. So like the toilet paper holder is there, but the spindle that the toilet paper roll has to go onto, not. So like there's all these like weird little things that aren't, that are missing but like you can't yeah. like you, I mean you can live without them obviously but like you also sort of need them to live you yeah. know so like uh anyway got the spindles no problem so the toilet paper is rolling just fine mm-hmm. um you know I got a hook in the meantime for my bath towel but like then my brother started living with me this like this past week and so now so then he comes out of the shower and he's like holding this towel and he's like what do you want me to do with this well I mean I don't I have hooks like I have over the door hooks yeah. but I don't want to put them on yet because I feel yeah. like the fit is too fresh you know yeah. so I'm like well like I'll I, I don't know like you know like it's it's all of these little things anyway bath bath towel rack just got installed this morning so I now have a towel rack which yep. is great you know and it's all yeah it's just all these little things you know the closets we whatever there was there was minimal shelving in the closets Mm -hmm. and so whatever was there I took out and then you know starting fresh with that anyway closets have just gotten shelves so Mm -hmm. closet stuff has been unpacked so it's 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 been a the bulk of it was done very quickly, but then there are all these little things that are slowly yeah. but surely getting done. And I am mm-hmm. starting to feel like I'm almost there. You yeah. Know? 
Well, part of it is so those, the, the things that still need to be done aren't things that you can do yourself because otherwise they would be done. So then you also need to make arrangements for someone to come to do those for you. Right. Right. And and so that also is because it's not I mean, you're at the mercy kind of somebody else. Correct. Correct. And their and their schedule rather than yours. And if you were working, it would be different but then you're there all day now so it's like I just want this to all be done so so let me ask you though um well first of all the floor thing the thing is is that the floors you can mop but like what you did is the right thing because then you get into the corners Mm-hmm. And that's when you find all the grit and grime. Oh yeah, I mean this is the thing like like mopping yeah. a floor mopping a floor is what you do when you've had people over and they've been like wandering yeah. around with their shoes on, you know? Like, yeah. like it's just to to get rid of the surface dirt, right? It's not actually like yeah. cleaning the floor. Right. Like if you want to clean the floor, you have to be on your hands and knees and you need a rag and and a bucket of soapy water like you just you just do yeah you might need a little bit of gooby gone and you might need a little bit of vim you know like whatever it is you know like yeah you you know it has to be done all the windows got done nice yeah I mean it's it it really it really is I'm, I'm really really happy with it and it and it's starting to feel like my home too like I remember when I moved into my condo I remember it was like the first week or so that I would like come home to the condo. Like I'd be, it felt like I was like staying at a hotel, you know, like, like I knew that it was my stuff, but like, it didn't feel like my place for, for the Mm. first week or two, you know, and then, and then slowly, but surely it's like, you know, it begins to feel like your place. And this has felt similar, um, but it, it does, it feels, it, it is feeling very much like, uh, oh. like, like a home now. Yeah. 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 That's great. I've got, That's I've great. got a little like back deck and a little yard of like, I mean, I say yard because it is a yard, but it's not actually, it's just patio stone. So it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I've already used the barbecue, you know, sat out on my patio furniture the other day to have my lunch. Like uh. I, it's. It's really great. It's really yeah. Great. I'm really happy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy, I'm happy for you. And I'm the school year is over. Uh, I'm starting in a new school in September, and I have a new job assignment. I'm teaching younger kids. I'm going down to grade three and four, and yeah. I'm. I just. I. Everything feels like exciting and fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. it's been a while since it's felt that way. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice because it's a whole, it's a big life change. Just one of those things. Right. But then you put them all together and it just changes everything mm-hmm. because now it's a new neighborhood. You need to find out where all of the places are to go to get things like yeah. there's some exciting, it's a summer. So you get to enjoy the outdoors plus having the time to walk today, I'm going to walk and I'm going to turn to the left and I'm going to go this way and see what's around there. Yeah. So the other day I was driving like in from a different way and I saw like a path, like a, 
like a walking oh. slash biking path, like near, yeah. like near a, a pond. And I was like, I'm going to have to like find out where the access to this is because I yeah. feel like that's going to be a nice place to go walking. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's discovering all of that sort of stuff and it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. It's, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Mark lives in the neighborhood and so he's already been saying like when I first moved he he said like okay it's like so like where you know there's this grocery store there's that grocery store or he's like this is actually the grocery mm-hmm. store that I like the best or you know like he was like pointing yeah. things out like that that were maybe not as obvious because sometimes things are like on a relatively main road but it's tucked in away right so you don't necessarily know that it's there and so mm-hmm. That was, um, so that was, that was, that's been quite helpful for him to already be able to like, give me some options and point a few things out. And like, Mm. he's already said, like, I know like this location is like closer than that one, but like that one's a nicer, like this one has, you know more product or whatever and then yeah. the other day he says to me he's like but you know what's really close to your house and I said what he's like a dairy queen oh and I said oh yeah and he's like yeah he's like you just like go up this road and like over there he's like there's a dairy queen right there and I was like have have we ever been to dairy queen together like <laughs> I, I think in the eight years we've been together I don't know as we've ever gone to dairy queen and he was like, yeah, he's like, well, I know. He's like, but like, you might want to go there sometime. And I'm like, I think maybe you like to go to the Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, which um, I do actually, he's, he's not a sweets person at all, but he does like ice cream. I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. No, bubblegum flavored ice cream. Not exact. just bubblegum, the pink bubblegum. Okay, like, okay. Not the blue one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Which is so super funny. I know all about the grocery stores and I know about Dairy Queen. Yeah. And I also know every single like home improvement store in the vicinity. Okay. Whether it's Home Depot, Home Hardware, Lowe's, Rona, okay. like you name it, I've been there in the last two weeks. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I, I feel like I've had a pretty uh, quick and yet thorough introduction <laughs> <laughs> to the neighborhood. <laughs> the neighborhood, yeah. Oh, I have one more. Yes, thing to tell you about my new house, please. Okay, so. I got some new patio furniture, which is lovely. And then I have cushions for the chairs. Mm-hmm. And and so at, up to this point, the cushions have just been sitting like with some other stuff that has yet to find a home in my living room. And so yesterday, one of every day has been like, I have to do these two or three jobs, right? And so yesterday, one of the jobs that I had to do was get a storage bin for the cushions so I um so I went so I first did a bunch of research online looking at different options because in like initially I was thinking about just like a rubbermaid bin of some sort you know Mm -hmm. but like none of those bins like the bins that I was imagining in my head aren't large enough 
for right. the cushions that I have, right? And so then I was like, okay, I have to change my search terms somehow because I'm not finding the right thing. And so so then I started looking for like actual like like patio storage, right? And so I found these storage containers that are sort of like benches. And and so you can store things inside them, but they also support the weight of two people sitting on them. So you can use Perfect. them as a seat. And I thought, okay, this is great. So and I and it was reasonably priced. And so and then I thought this is great. I found a location nearby where they had it. I went over, picked it up, brought it home, bring it out into the back, open it all up. I open it all up. And there are like all these big plastic pieces. There are no instructions anywhere. Ugh. And so I'm like, okay. So, cause I was assuming that there would be like a piece of paper with instructions yeah. on the inside. None. And so I thought, okay, well maybe the instructions were like printed on the label that like the, right. Like it was all wrapped in. So I'm like looking at the label. No, there's nothing. There are no instructions. So I'm like, okay, well, so I lay out the pieces. It's six pieces. So I lay out the pieces and it's very obvious, like which is the bottom and which is the lid. And, and so I'm like, well, I must just have to sort of snap them together, you know? And so I put the, like, I start putting them together. I, I put two things, like two pieces in, and then I was like, okay, no, I have to do it in a different order or it's not going to fit. Take it apart again. Anyway, put it all together, snap it all together, stand it upright. Now I've got the lid. So I put the lid on and so the mm -hmm. lid fits on and it just sits on top, but mm -hmm. I'm like, but it hasn't been snapped in anywhere, you know, like it's just sitting on top and I'm like, okay, this is not right. So I pick the lid up again and I'm looking at the lid, like looking at the grooves, trying to figure out like where could it possibly like connect because in all of the pictures, of course, the lid is a hinge. So, oh. like, you can, like, lift the lid to put things yeah. in the bench and close the lid again. Well, there's no hinge here. Like, this is just a lid sitting on top of a bin. Like, yeah. so, so, like, so I, of course, assume that I've done something wrong. And so I'm looking again to see, like, did I mix up the lid and the bottom piece? Like, but no, like, of course I didn't. The pieces are yeah. different. They wouldn't have fit any other way. And so I'm like, I don't even... I don't even know what to do with this. Like it, it's wrong, but I don't know what's wrong. I look online and I can only find like some YouTube videos of like people putting this brand together, but not this particular bench, but like, they're all like snapping it together and then snapping the lid on. And I'm like, okay, oh. well, that's what I should be doing. Like I snapped it all together, but the lid won't connect to anything. And so I, I, I'm like, I don't even know what the problem is. So, but I knew that my, my parents were coming later in the day. So I said to my dad, when you come, can you just take a look at this? Because like, clearly I've done something wrong. So anyway, when he got here, he looks at it and he's like, no, he's like, you didn't do anything wrong. He's like, it's missing parts. And I was like, oh, he's like, because there should be like a hinge piece that connects yeah. here. He's like, in fact, there should be four of them. Like, and I said, I said, I knew that those parts like matched. Like I knew yeah. that it was put together right. But he said, no, no. He's like, you're just missing the four hinge pieces. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. Anyway, so we load it into the car, drive it back. 
go to the return section. We've got this big, this big like a hundred liter, you know, yeah. what, or whatever it is, hundred gallon. I think I think it's a hundred gallon uh, storage compartment, and and the people and the people working at the return are like uh you know 20 and so they're looking at it and and i'm like so i just bought this earlier today said but it's missing pieces and and they're like well do you have an instruction manual and i said no it didn't come with an instruction manual and they're like really i said really like it came with nothing and so they're like okay well we'll just go and like get a new one and give you a new one so they yeah. come with the new one well no first they tried to tell me that it was right and that that was how it goes and i said no 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 no. i said because if you look it up on your system i said anything you see about this bench you'll see that the lid should hinge yeah and and so they're like okay well and so then another person looked it up and she was like look at all these pictures the lid hinges and i said i'm telling you this what i have in front of me is not right yeah. And so anyway, so the one guy goes and gets a new one and he brings me the new one. And so I said, can we open this up and yeah. like make sure that it's right? And, and so anyway, so he didn't want to do that, but he did. And so in the meantime, I've done a little more thinking. And so instead of just looking up online, like the name of this particular bench, I also like added manual. And so yep. a PDF instruction manual comes up and mm -hmm. the very first page has the layout of all of the, all pieces. the pieces. Yeah. I'm missing five pieces. I'm missing <laughs> the four hinges and a handle <laughs> like okay. open the lid. Right. So, and it's clearly missing those five pieces. So the kid opens the new one up. Same story has none of those extra five pieces. It only has the six like, blocks to like build the square anyway so I returned it and so now all of that to tell you my patio cushions are still sitting in my living room oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's been some of it too like the last week and a half I'm like trying to get things done and yeah. then sometimes I try to get it done and then it backfires <laughs> right. a very long explanation of nothing that oh. about. but the thing that's the thing is like things there's always oh things are going along swimmingly and then they're not correct <laughs> you know, but the, but it's also annoying because it's large and then you have to return it and it's already put together and so then like yeah. the whole thing is the whole I mean, it just it all felt yeah. annoying and it was like 7 30 and they closed at eight and my dad was like yeah. well let's take it back and i was like oh and i so i said i'll just do it in the morning and he was like are you gonna want to do it in the morning and i was like no, no. <laughs> so we took it back so i was glad we did yeah, yeah. plus then you had help which is also good which is also good yeah yeah. It's always nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, having worked uh, on the other side of it, like seeing somebody like struggle and coming in and you oh, already sure. know it's like, oh man. Oh, I'm this sure. is not this is not. Oh, oh I'm no. sure. I'm no. sure. <laughs> and I think I think I've told you the story before, but when I worked at the Canadian Tyrant Ancaster, I remember Sunday morning opening and the first customer literally is dragging in their pool. <laughs> across the parking lot like yeah the whole thing and it's massive you know <laughs> and then wants to be reimbursed for the water they've put in I mean it was like oh dear there was a hole in it but it went 
like from the front doors when they opened there was a long aisle down there but it like basically covered and so you know you're gonna have a bad day when (laughs) 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 the first customer you're like oh they're so not happy you know understandably the worst the worst anyways 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 well oh my goodness well i'm super super glad that you've got everything all in the works and the the, yeah big The big part of it is, uh, the, is the, I mean, definitely it's, it's almost finished. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and I will tell you that the thing that I get the most compliments on of everything yeah. is the runner on my kitchen table that I got in Peru. Really? Yeah. That's Everyone so who sees funny. it comments on it. Yeah. How funny. Well, it's super colorful. That's why. That's right. It's bright. Yeah. yeah it's bright red. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, that's good. Okay. All right. So while you were doing all of that and working, I was on vacation, but yes. I, so we were I'm, in, I'm, tri- I've been seeing pictures, but I haven't heard much about the trip. Yeah. So 25th wedding anniversary. So it was a big trip to celebrate. And the trip was, was um, sort of shaped around going to Rwanda to see the gorillas, um, the the silverbacks, well, actually the mountain gorillas. And that in itself was like three nights, right? right? And so two full days and three nights. So we were gone for two weeks, but also Rwanda from anywhere is very, it's a long, it's a long trip. doesn't matter where you're coming from. Correct. It's a long trip. So um, we, we had a couple of choices of where we could travel through. And then, I don't know, quite a few months ago, I had something came up on my Instagram about this Cappadocia in Turkey. And it's, you know, that did this hot air ballooning over these. It was a very odd, uh, you know, I guess, geographical, like, site where the hotels are in caves, etc. So then I had this be in my bonnet that I needed to go there. But right. But Turkey was one of the countries we could travel through to get to Rwanda. Right. So then we decided, okay, so we're going to do that. So we went to we we flew from Lima to Panama, Panama to Istanbul, Istanbul to Cappadocia with to get there. Um, and we spent three nights there. So the hot air ballooning happens like you get up at 3.30 in the morning. And every day there is a governing body that decides whether or not it's safe enough for the balloons to right. uh, fly. Because I guess at one point there wasn't and there were a lot of accidents that happened. Ah, okay. And so the thing is, though, is that it gets called and you're already up. So, and it's busy. So the, yeah, like like you've already woken up, gotten organized, gotten yeah. ready before they before they say yay yay or nay. Correct. So yeah. the first we had a we had a, we had decided we were going to book it for the first day in case it got canceled, so that we had another opportunity to do it. Okay, and even though we were having just come off traveling, I mean we left Lima at 11 a.m. Saturday, but the time we got to Cappadocia with the time changes, it was like Sunday evening at like eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So 
but we said, okay, yep. So we get, we get to the, the, the hotel we're staying at. They knew it was our anniversary. We had a beautiful room, bottle of champagne and everything. So we have a couple of glasses of champagne. We go to bed, we get up at three 30 and they, they, they were waiting um, at four o'clock. Everyone's meeting. Then they put you into all these vans and then the, the, tour company we had booked for that took us to their office and then they have a light breakfast. So there's like this big dining room kind of thing and there's people in there and they're having coffee and some fruit and like a little croissant or whatever. So anyways, fine. And we're all waiting. And then the guy at like 25 after four says, okay, just so you know, they've just said, and they're, and it's been called for the day. So there's no balloons going today. So we walk back up to the hotel and but now it's just like five in the morning yeah we go back to bed what do we do I don't know yeah yeah yeah. so everyone's like no let's go up onto the top like the roof um and we'll watch the sunrise so anyways we go into it because breakfast doesn't get started till 7 or 7 30. so okay we go in we do that and then Phil and I are like oh god we're kind of tired so we go back down to the room we decide we're going to lay down for a couple of hours then we'll get up we'll actually have a a regular breakfast and then um decide what we're going to do for the day so we had a tour booked for the next day which we were able to switch so that we could go on the balloon get it put on a waiting list now for because we don't actually have a spot and do that so we went on this tour which was great there's like this whole underground city that that was home to 20,000 people and there's many of these and it was they were hiding like from they were like uh, groups of people that were hiding from like people who wanted to fight them and I can't remember exactly who it was but four floors down honey underground going through yeah it was really wow yeah super super, but it wasn't like he said oh is anyone claustrophobic and I immediately I was like oh yeah because like did it feel like a catacomb no it did not no no there was enough room like it it did I was worried that it was going to be very narrow And we had been to Cartagena, Cartagena and went into the fort, which also had all of these tunnels underneath. But I actually got to a point, I said, I feel I got to bail because I'm feeling yeah. a little bit too claustrophobic here and it's dark and I'm just not yeah. feeling it. Um, but it was fine. So we did that and they took us to a couple of other places. It was actually quite interesting and it was nice. So that's fine. We come back, we have dinner. So the next morning we get up again at 3.30. Now remembering we're still jet lagged and we are yeah. like, sleeping we're up at one in the morning just sitting there waiting till 3 30 to be able to like get up and get ready second day so this time is a different tour company so we don't get to go to a nice place that gives us coffee no we get in the and they give us this bag and it has like a juice box which you know i'm not going to drink it has like this packaged cheap croissant that's filled with something Obviously, I'm not going to eat that either because I'm like, if I'm going to eat something like that, I'm going to have it. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. And and then some other little thing that was some other pastry thing based, and, a, and a little bottle of water. So I'm okay. I'm going to have the water. Yeah. Great. And I'm like, oh, now so we get all the way out. And all it is, is you see like little minivans, hundreds of them going. And everybody's going out. So we get there and they're actually blowing up all the hot air balloons. So it's kind of neat, but it was cold. So we were like sitting in the van. We're watching all of this. Next thing you know, they call it because it started raining. So we got all the way out. 
So everybody now is trucking back in. So second day. So we're like, oh my goodness, we go back to bed. We decide we're going back to bed. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, get up. And, and was it the same people, Sandy? Like the same people no. from the first day to the second day? No, no, because no, we ended up having to go on a waiting list and they just got us onto a different company. Uh, so anyway, so then we come back. So we decide the third day, we actually are flying out that day, but we do have enough time that we could do it because it will get us back in time. Right, right, right. For us to, to go to the airport for 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. So third day we go and we did get on the balloons. So I was like, okay, because this was the whole reason for going to this place was to go on these balloons. And I've been following them on Instagram for a year. Like, you know, Linda's like, um, 156 balloons are in the air at once. Wow. Yeah. And so it is something really really cool to see and you go up and you see sunrise and you're floating over and then they bring you down and then they serve you some like champagne and and whatever so it was it was really really nice it was really I, I I'm glad that we got to do it it would have been a little disappointing um anyways from there then we flew to Izmir which is on the coast mm-hmm. and that's where um Ephesus is yes Ephesus yeah yeah, and so we had a tour book to go there, and the guide was a bit, he was a little much, so that, that I, anyways, yeah. he, was a, he was a historian, so he uh, told too much info, not yeah. enough, really, but, and I know you've been to Ephesus before. Yeah. I, I found, I was not super impressed with it. When I was in university, my entire family had the opportunity to go to Israel. And as a part of that trip, we went to a variety of different places also, and Ephesus was one of them. Yeah. And it was with a, a tour group and we had a, tu- we had a tour, we had a, um, we had a tour guide, a Canadian tour guide who was with us and a local tour guide. And so the two mm. of them did, did the whole thing together. And, it, of course, is very religious, right? Yeah. And not just very religious, but very Christian, right? And so mm. what I remember of the whole trip, but of Ephesus in particular, was that it was, I remember being like in awe of like, and this is the place where they believe this story took place and this oh. is the place where they think this happened. And this is mm. like, and I remember being like, wow, like all of these stories and things that I've learned about and I've been told for my whole life that happened so many years ago, like this is where that actually happened. Mm. This is where they think this happened. Or I remember also being really in awe of like, this is the terrain that these people lived on and they didn't have cars and they didn't have planes. Mm. And they, you know, like, like I remember being really taken aback by that, but as far as like something incredible to see, there are more incredible things in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, going, we saw like you, before we, we got there, we had gone to the church of Mary. Yeah. Um, and so that was, I found that a little bit more interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the thing is, is that, see, our guide did not say that, that this is where this story, this is where Uh, that. So, okay. And I found, I felt that there was a lot 
um, there were a lot of people and they were just kind of, people were wandering all over some of the, it was just, it was just different anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was so hot. I mean, it was like, hot. Yeah. So we did that the one day, but the next day, oh, the other thing is that then they end up taking us to uh, a school that makes Turkish rugs. I'm like, Phil, why are we here again? I know. This is the third time that we have sat and listened to all of this. Yeah. Which is really just an elaborate sales pitch to get you to buy a rug. Okay. (laughs) So I, okay. After the man was... he was uh, there was like students so that he actually took us over to see these women whatever and i did learn about turkish rugs and the difference and how why uh, turkish rugs are all double knotted right so even if you buy one from another country you'll know if a turk has done it because a turk will always do a double knot and why they're double knotted how to tell if a carpet is double knotted so there were some things like he said because what'll happen is it's like it'll have a nap and so when you double knot, it always pulls to one side and the color will change if you walk to the other end of the carpet. Ah, right. You know that it's double knotted. And the reason that the a Turks do is because Turks were nomads. Mm-hmm. And so they were always having to roll and bring all of their stuff and then go to the next place that they were living. And so the things needed to be very durable. Interesting. And so I mean, double-knotted. that's interesting. That's a so, little interesting tidbit. This is like... I will always remember that. Yeah, for that, sure. That's the difference about, uh, you know, what a, a, a Turkish, if you'll know if it's Turkish. So anyway, I mean, the carpets are beautiful. I would love to buy another one. Okay. Yeah. I really, really would. But where am I going to, like, how am I going to carry yeah. it home? Yeah. And I have two, I have two rugs. Well, that's it. And where so, are you going to put it? Well, where am I going to put it? Yeah. You know, in my current home, like, in Toronto. I already have the rugs like that are in the big spaces. So, so Phil's like, okay, well, example, like how much is that carpet there? And he said, oh, that one there, 150,000 US. Okay. Penny. So I'm on vacation and what I'm off, I'm going to like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'd like to do right now? Spend $150,000 US on a rug. Yeah. I mean, just roll it up and ship it. He goes, well, the shipping will be right to your home. <laughs> so he says, well. Well, in that goes, case, you know it's a steal. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, so like then there was a size of one that you would put like, you know, beside your bed or something. Like it was, a, it was small. That He goes, those ones there are only 5,000 US. What? It's like the size of my pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, great. I'll take a couple. You know. Also, this whole conversation you've had with me, it has really warmed my heart to you, and I really feel like I would like to purchase something from you anyway. But, but have you ever sat in one of these things, and then they they just like the, there's a guy who's telling you about everything, but then he's got all the guys behind him who are like rolling out all these carpets, or the carpets are all piled on each other, and so yes. they're like throwing them back and to get that one, and you're like. So you can't even avert your eyes anywhere. No, I know. So as soon as they are on something, they're like, I know. I, I, I really, I really don't like it. <laughs> I was just so annoyed with with Phil. I'm like, Han, why are we doing this? <laughs> why, why are we, are we here? <laughs> yeah, but you made yeah. it out unscathed. Made it out unscathed. And, yes. on, and, and, and without a rug. Without a rug, yeah, without a rug. <laughs> um, but the next day we had booked uh, a food tour. 
Yes. That was one of the highlights of the whole trip. Ooh. Yeah, the woman was fantastic that took us. Oh, we had to stop eating. I said, I cannot eat another bite. I'm, I, I can't. So we didn't even eat some of the stuff at the end that was going to be really good. She was lovely. It was supposed to be like five and hours or something. Six and a half hours later, we're still there. And she's not rushing us at all. What what a great experience. Like now we're like Instagram friends. Of course. Like following. <laughs> she was, it was, and I forget the name of the, the company, but they do tours in quite a few different like um, countries and cities, like some of them in the U.S. Oh, okay. oh wow. I would 100%. And it's one of the more pricey because food tour can go all over the place as far as but it was it was really well done and she was so knowledgeable because you you can't just take people to food places you need to know the history of the food you also need to know a little bit about the city that like that people are are visiting you know I feel like a food I feel like a food tour like in an American city would be so fun yeah have you ever known, have you ever done a food tour when you've been like traveled? Oh, yeah, they're super fun. No, I've yeah. never done that before. And and what was interesting to me is that Phil is the one that just went ahead. He said, "Oh, I've booked a food tour." Blah blah blah. I said, "When did you all of a sudden like to go on food tours?" Because yeah. I've been on a couple. Yeah. But they have been with people like when Wanda came to visit me in Hong Kong, ah, okay. to Bangkok, and we went on a night food tour where it was like in a tuk-tuk and they took us oh. all around these fun places. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it was it was really, really well done. And then we went on. So then he said, well, I'm going to look in Kigali in Rwanda to see. And so we yeah. booked one there. It was not that good. Right. The girl didn't know that. She was too young. She was 22. Mm-hmm. You know, you're. We're eating fish and we're asking what what's the name of it. She doesn't know. It's little oh. fish. Okay, well, I'm sure it has a real name, but it's not really little fish. <laughs> they are little fish. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But, but we did eat some really. You, you win really, some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, made some really interesting, interesting. Like I mean, she was like, "Are you the woman in in uh, in Turkey?" She's like, "Are you up to eating anything?" We said, "We eat anything. We don't really care." Like you know, goat brain. Bring it on. Like we yeah. were eating. I mean, I'll try all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the donuts that they were making, the guy was actually like making, like pulling the dough out and, and they're all the same size. And this is something he's done for 35 years, frying it. Then they took that honey on it. It was still warm and it was crunchy. Oh, I was wow. like, I said, Phil, we just need to start sharing things because it's too much. It's too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was lovely. Um, and so then we left there and then we flew to Rwanda, which was another eight hour flight from Istanbul. Cause we had to go back to Istanbul and then, mm-hmm. and then there, um, and then Rwanda. So I don't know what you know about Rwanda. I knew there had been a genocide. Mm-hmm. Everybody that you say you're going to Rwanda, the first thing they're like, is it safe? Safe. Yeah. It is the safest African country. Yeah. They, everybody there, like we're, we book and get into the hotel and, and actually someone was supposed to pick us up at the airport at like one thirty in the morning that they didn't show. So then we get to get in a cab. So we were worried about that, but they're all metered. Like mm-hmm. everything was great. We were wondering why is this guy going so slow? The, the maximum you can drive anywhere in the country is 60 kilometers an hour. Okay. And they have like poles that have cameras on them. Oh, wow everybody abides by rules there i mean i kind of like that 
it's a little it the country is so beautiful it is so lush right so lovely the infrastructure is outstanding wow roads everything because so we end up going to the genocide museum so i didn't really know a lot about that Mm -hmm. it's embarrassing to me actually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was 29 years old when this happened yeah so you would think like i i was old enough to know but the that just shows you i mean one i lived in hamilton Mm -hmm. chch is not showing the genocide in rwanda no i also at that time in my life had two little kids yeah working full-time yeah. You didn't right? know anything like, about anything. I knew nothing about nothing. I yeah. I mean, I knew nothing about nothing until I moved in 2010 to Asia and was exposed to the actual yeah. rest of the world. Yeah. And to and so then you go to this museum and the guy the the guy who was who was driving us to the next place was like, "Oh, you'll probably take an hour." Phil and I were in there two and a half hours. Yeah. I read everything. We're listening yeah. to the whole thing. It was fascinating to me. Yeah, sad and so remarkable the way that the country and so what's basically happened is after the genocide which was three months of the last genocide because there's been yes. the other two other ones previous right yeah was that the current um president of the country has been in power over 20 years mm-hmm. and he has really united the country and brought it to where it is now and it, uh, I mean, I would recommend going there. And so we, we, so we were at the hotel and we were going to go to the food tour at one point. And so Phil says, it's only a 30 minute walk. And I said, okay. And he, so he kept going and asking people at the, at the hotel, is it safe to walk? And they're saying it is so you can wake at two in the morning. People are, they, because they're afraid of what the punishment will be. Right. Because the punishments are so like, there's yeah. no screwing around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah felt completely safe walking around yeah lovely so so interesting anyway the genocide museum was very very interesting very educational mm-hmm. like it's it was just fascinating so the museum also had um not just what happened in rwanda they had a whole thing about the holocaust right and they also had one um a, a room uh about what happened in um cambodia Ah, okay yes which you can call it they say you call it something different it's the same it's the same yeah yeah but just yeah a remarkable country anyway um so the last thing we'll talk about is when obviously the reason for going there was to go and see the gorillas and so people have very different opinions on whether to go to see like uh, for sure me about going to zoos I've very mixed feelings about mm-hmm. and so about the gorilla so anyway this this um the the gorillas are like you know gorillas in the mist Diane Fossey yeah but they when Diane Fossey first um went to to study the gorillas they were I think she logged 250 gorillas. Okay. So they already knew that they were near extinction mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. As of last year, there are almost 1,100. Yeah. And so, so they're, they're slowly making a comeback. Correct. 
And part of that to be able to help with all of that is that you need to have people to come to generate like they, the tourism, they, the, anybody in Rwanda, when they see a white face, mm-hmm. they know that they're, you're either, you're, they, you know, that you're a tourist or that you are, uh, and you have some sort of a business that's investing in the, in their country. Right. And so they're, they, they sh- outwardly show appreciation. Right. Which, is a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, it feels you know? weird. Yeah, but there are 22 gorilla families okay. on the Rwandan side because this set of mountains um, is uh, where the gorillas, the mountain gorillas are. It's, it, uh, one side is in Rwanda, one's in the Congo, and one is in Uganda. Right. And so we were on the Rwandan side which has a 76 kilometer wall around the um, uh, for, uh, the jungle mm-hmm. and up, butted up against it is all farmland. And so okay. they are slowly the government trying to buy back some of the land from farmers by having them do other types okay. to expand so they're not trying for a minute there I thought you meant that they were trying to like expand the farmland but no 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 they're they're trying no. to yeah yeah that's to, good to extend it because as the population of the gorillas grow they also need their own space because they they when families come together of gorillas it is not a good thing because the silverbacks are vying to bring women like the the females from other groups yeah. into their group, right? And so that causes issue. But um, and the land that the farmers have was all given after the genocide. The government did give them land, and the land that each person has, half of it you have to grow certain something that you grow and that you you do get the money from selling, but you are obligated to grow that. And one of the products is, no, it looks like a daisy, but it's actually a natural um, pesticide. Oh, okay. Yeah, so half of their their um, allotment farm would be that. Yeah. And the other half is whatever they wanna have. And so there's a lot of potatoes grown there. So that's that, but they are trying to take take it back. Interesting, okay, good. Yeah. And so of the 22 families, they don't, not all of them are tracked. So there's actually trackers that go out every day and they know where the gorillas um, have their nest for that night because gorillas every day have a nest where they sleep at night. Yes. And then they go somewhere to feed. Yeah. From the feeding place, they go to nest again. Mm-hmm. And so they can, they know where they were the day before. And so then the trackers go to see like where the fresh, you know, dung is. Yeah. Um, and to know sort of where they are. Um, and then they notify the guide. And so maximum number of people a day that can go to any family yeah. is, is eight. Okay. So I think someone has told us there were 14 families. So if mm-hmm. you do the math, 14 times eight, that's yeah. the number of people that are actually just, out just there. Over, just over 100 people. Yeah. Out. So we had chose, you can choose one that's, you know, you can kind of drive an hour and a half and then it's a 10 minute walk and that the gorillas are usually right there. We chose the longer one. It was a three hour trek, Henny, in thick, I've never, of all the hiking and trekking we've done, I've never hiked through anything like this. It was thick 
jungle where they had guy the first person has a machete that is like clearing the way oh like it's like in the movies oh yeah and it's all stinging nettles so what did you wear to protect yourself well here's the thing as i before we recorded i was telling you about um that my rain pants because they said bring rain pants so they tell you really for the rain pants it's not really for the rain but it's also to protect you from the stinging nettles but when i went to try them on like two days before i was leaving that the 2014 version and body that i had do not fit into the pants in 2023 Uh uh-oh so I didn't have them. And so it was like, I, they give you gloves to wear and you, I have, we do have, um, gaiters. So they go right. up like over and up to the knee. Yeah. Um, and so it was almost like little electric shocks every once in a while. Oh, but, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Anyways, three hours of hiking in an hour with the gorillas. So we get there and we see the first one and it was I, worth everything. I thought I'd be scared. I was not scared. The family we were is Titus. And there's actually a movie made about Titus. Uh, um, Titus is long dead, but his family, like they carry the same, that's the same family name. Okay. And um, there are 10 members and we saw eight of them. Oh, wow. But, yeah. But the ones we saw were very playful. Like there were two, like um, whether they were cousins or whatever, young males that were like it was like watching a high school wrestling match like you would see yeah like pin each other and then they're just like on top and then they break away yeah (laughs) and then then they go at it again go again and then there was like a like a a really young one and a sibling and they were like kissing and loving each other and on the tree and playing around and it was we saw a very pregnant mama her belly was like hanging on the ground. And then that family had two silverbacks. They were brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you get quite, you get very close to them, but I never, I wasn't afraid. Yeah. They just said, don't look them straight in the eyes. Like never stare at them. At them. Um, and then we had to listen because there are certain sounds that they make. Right. If they kind of like, <clears throat> that means that they're okay with you. And it's Interesting. okay, but they make other noises if not, or obviously if they're, if the male is, you know, pounding on his chest, also not a good, good sign. Right. But um, anyway, so that we spent the hour with them, lots of photos. There was, there was only six of us. There was another family of In four. Yeah. And, um, and the thing is you have to be, no one under 15 can go, but I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because size wise. Mm, okay. Or behavior wise, I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyways, um, so there was like a 15, this family had a 15 year old and a 17 year old who were really lovely. And, um, and so we, we come out and we did different track out. It is like quicksand mud. Henny, I, my foot went in (sighs) halfway between my knee and my boot. So then I have some guide trying to like pull my arm and he's basically, and we're going, it's all downhill. He's make pulling me. But then there's another guy with his arm under, I was almost like dancing over like floating. Right. (laughs) Like a really muddy part. And then it was like very fast, 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 fast. So you're like, you don't really have time to like, like sink in. Anyway, anyways, it was, it was an amazing day. It was a long day. It was tiring, but it was so worth it. And the place we stayed was just beautiful. 
like lots of staff. I mean, it was over the top, beautiful. The food was amazing. The service, like the mm. friendliness of them. When we arrived, they all did this big dance and like this whole thing. And uh, I mean, it was a trip of a lifetime. It was really, Definitely. really yeah, it was really good. So, um, yeah. And then we had a half a day in Istanbul on the way back which we had been to Istanbul before, but I would love to go back again because it was, it's just such a vibrant city. I really, really, really do like it. The food is ex- exceptional and, and that, but uh, we saw monkeys, the golden monkeys too. That was the only time I felt people were chasing the monkeys. So I, I'm not into yeah, that. I like I, like I, I, that's not my thing. Um, but, uh, but anyways, it was, yeah, it was a great trip. It was a great trip. Um, uh, and then come back and we seem jet lag doesn't seem to have hit us we seem to have gotten be able to go to sleep because that's that's just not nice but um yeah and then friday finding out that that our grandson was born that was very exciting too so yeah and that everything went well he was a week early but anyways but all is all is well mother and son are just yeah What do you say? And, and Brock's like, oh, this time around's really easy. What are you talking about? First of all, <laughs> the kid isn't even a day old when he's messaging me this. And what did you actually do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Last time or this time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's funny. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, kid. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. I drank a lot of champagne. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, it oh, was okay. it was celebratory. It was it you was, were meant to. Yeah, yeah. Two hotels. When we got there, there was like bottles. And we're like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Yes, I guess yeah. I know what that means. Yeah. Oh, oh well. And every time we got onto like a plane, if they were serving it or whatever, it was like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, let's do oh, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Trip of a lifetime. <laughs> Trip of a lifetime it was. It was very good. So anyways, okay, well, we've taken up a lot of time. You'll need to cut some stuff out because it's been very long. <laughs> well, um, this was a little bit of a, a, a diversion, I guess, from what we normally yeah. do. But um, I hope that people uh, enjoyed hearing a little bit about what our lives have been like the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And next week, we will definitely be back to our regularly scheduled programming we yeah. and we already have a an interesting list of things to chat about yes, so I yes think because I, definitely I have things to talk about from the podcast where Tim was the guest filling right in so and the week the before that you yeah. had given me homework that I <gasps> to to yes so I've got a homework report coming up. Okay, very exciting. And uh, yeah, and other things we've been listening to too. So yeah. lot, lots coming up in the next lots couple of up. weeks. Yeah, back on, back on track. Back on yeah. track. Well, it was great I- getting caught up with you, Sandy. And <laughs> you thank too, you honey. to our listeners for uh, indulging us. Yes. And we'll chat again soon. Okay, sounds good. Bye. Thanks, Bye.